Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's June 18th, 2019, and this is episode 25. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. New in theaters this week, we've got two films. First up is Toy Story 4, which is an, the animated comedy adventure sequel from Pixar Animation Studios. The official summary reads like this. On the road of life, there are old friends, new friends, and stories that change you. Woody has always been confident about his place in the world and that his priority is taking care of his kid, whether that's Andy or Bonnie. But when Bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called Forky to her room, a road trip adventure alongside old and new friends will show Woody how big the world can be for a toy. Uh, I have seen this film. I saw an advanced screening of it, and I'll I'll be reviewing it actually in the podcast today. So uh, Toy Story 4 is directed by Josh Cooley, and it is rated G by the Motion Picture Association of America. And um, there you have it. So, so more to come on Toy Story 4. Uh, next up is a horror film. Uh, actually, it's a horror reboot of Child's Play. Uh, this is from Orion Pictures. Uh, in Child's Play, as you know, a mother gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Uh, if you can believe it, this is actually the eighth film well, I can't believe it because it seems like there's always a film the eighth film starring Chucky the toy the evil toy doll uh, looks like they're they're making it a bit of a reboot uh, the first child's play film which what I really think was kind of intended to be a just a full-on horror film uh, was released in 1988. And the seventh and most recent film, which was called The Cult, actually I think it was just called Cult of Chucky, came out in 2017. And then here we've got this this, this reboot. So uh, Mark Hamill of, of Star Wars fame, you know, as in Luke Skywalker, uh, is the voice of Chucky in this reboot. You know, Mark Hamill does a lot of, of voiceover work. He's most famously known as the voice of, of the Joker, in, in, in a lot of the animated Batman, uh, uh, you know, be they, you know, TV or, or kind of direct-to-video uh, series, but he's, 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 he's done the Joker a lot, and others, other characters, other animated characters. Uh, and then um, the film also stars Aubrey Plaza and Gabriel Bateman. Uh, we need this film like I need a hole in the head, but we'll see how it resonates with Chucky fans. So Child's Play is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America for bloody horror violence and language throughout. So two two films this week, Toy Story 4 and Child's Play. In reviews this week, I'm going to review uh, Toy Story 4. So, 
you know, I, I adore Pixar Animation Studios. You look at their record, you look at the films that they've produced, and they're really just one of the finest animation studios uh, around. And the Toy Story films are really clearly there. Uh, I mean, it's what launched them. You know, the original Toy Story, which came out in 1995, was the first computer, fully computer animated, uh, full-length feature. And it still holds up. It's, it's, it's an incredibly good film. And, uh, and then Toy Story 2 came out in 1999. And then Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. And here now we're at 2019. And they decided to put out a Toy Story 4. Now, Pixar has, you know, they have, they have stated that they only will make a sequel if they really feel that there is a compelling story. They're not just making a sequel to make a sequel. You know, again, <laughs> I hear, you hear one of those statements and you think, well, I don't know. Because, uh, again, possibly it, it just feels often like like a cash grab although overall then you look at their record and the and the sequels have been have been good you know and then even most recently with last year's Incredibles 2 uh which I, it was a 13 year gap between you know the original Incredibles and, and then Incredibles 2 and I thought Incredibles 2 was just was was a supremely entertaining and very well made film so here we are at Toy Story 4. I think another bit of possibly a criticism that 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 others, and myself included, had about even just the thought of a sequel is that Toy Story 3 really had a satisfying, uh, had such a satisfying ending. And not that it just wrapped up this perfect trilogy, because I just don't think that they had envisioned a Toy Story trilogy. I think they just—they're just making films. But you know how how Toy Story three ended, as you recall, Andy, who's been the primary kid of of, of the first three Toy Story films, uh, is going off to college, and he hands his and he ultimately hands his toys off to a little girl named Bonnie who he can tell really is going to love these toys and, and, and play with them. And so it, it, you know, it's a bittersweet ending because Andy, Andy leaves, but then, uh, Bonnie, uh, then the toys, but the toys have a very happy new home with this cute little girl, uh, Bonnie. And then everybody's crying, myself included, because every time uh, I watch Toy Story 3, that, that ending always just slays me. I always cry. So recently I've rewatched so all three Toy Story films, so I'm so uh, I can be prepped for, for, for here this one, and then I was able to see an advanced screening of Toy Story 4. Now, I gotta tell you, Toy Story 4 is just terrific. I've got a spoiler-free review on my blog. I'll put a link to it in the podcast notes. But um, I, the one thing I think it taught me is to is to just believe what those folks at Pixar are saying is that they're, you know, they're only going to create a sequel if they feel like they have a if they have a compelling story. This film I think has had a bit of a rocky production. They. Uh, uh, 
you know, went through some different screenwriters. Uh, John Lasseter left. And, uh, again, challenges. But, boy, you, you wouldn't know it watching this film. It, it has such a solid script. In fact, that's probably the thing that impressed me the most. Um, the script continues along with, with, with some of the interesting questions and challenges posed by the other, the other three films. And again, putting it in the, in the context of the life of a toy, you know, what is the purpose of the life of a toy? And then it makes you question, you know, what is the purpose of, of our own, of our own lives? And, and, uh, these, you know, these big philosophical questions that are wrapped in a really fun adventure. So in this film, little Bonnie uh, makes a toy that she names Forky. <laughs> she uses she uses a plastic spork. Uh, I believe the spork is from from Pizza Planet. I've heard. I can't say I really saw the Pizza Planet logo on the on the spork, but I've I've heard that's where it's from. And then um, you know puts a little a little face on on the back of the spork and uh, gives arms and legs. And also she writes her name on on or gives and a feet and, and writes and she writes her name on on these on the on the, on Forky's little feet. Um. But anyway, Forky is not sure why he even exists, and and really just wants to be trash because that's where you know that's where the parts came from to make Forky. <laughs> and so, but Woody can see that Bonnie is really devoted to Forky, and so he does. He's just doing all he can to help help protect Forky so Bonnie can keep playing with with, with him. One interesting thing too with Woody. Is that uh, Bonnie has been playing with Woody less, and Woody's been kind of sticking around either on a little stool or 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 even in Bonnie's uh, bedroom closet. And he's and also because they're in Bonnie's room, uh, Woody's not Woody's not the in charge. You know, Bonnie's toys are the ones that are 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 growing in the show, as it should be, because it's 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 you know it's Bonnie's room, and they and they and then they were there um, first. So, so Woody's Woody's uh, st stuff's changing for him again in, in this film, and and so he's 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 relegated to the fact that he's going to protect Forky at any cost, um, and feels like that's his that's his primary job. Uh, you know, as, as the, as the, as the film gets going. So they take an RV trip, Bonnie and her, and her mom and dad rent and rent uh, an RV and go on a little road trip before uh, Bonnie starts school and she Bonnie's going to kindergarten. And so uh, the Bonnie takes the toys and including Forky and Forky is the one that she, you know, Wants to wants to play with the most, but then anytime Forky, uh, you know, Bonnie's asleep or is away, Forky keeps trying to throw himself back into the garbage or, or, or just to get away from it because he does not feel like he is a toy. So uh, uh, there's just a, there's there's a lot of humor going on 
with all with all this stuff. Forky finally, as the as the RV is is a few miles away from from where they're gonna stop for it for one of the nights. Forky flings himself out of the window of the moving RV on the freeway, and so Woody decides to follow him and and tells the toys, you know, that they'll meet up at this RV park where where they're planning to spend the night. That he he thinks he can do it. So Woody gets Forky, and then. And then, and then a bit, you know, really this one, the adventure really kicks into gear and I'm going to keep this, 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 this spoiler free, but, uh, it's no, there's no doubt because you've seen it in the marketing materials that Woody meets up again with, with Bo Peep, uh, who is his, who was his girlfriend in the first, in the first, uh, Toy Story and, uh, he is, you know, I mean, how cool, right? But, but uh, Bo Peep has, has 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 made an interesting life choice <laughs> for a toy. Um, she's freed herself. She was she was stuck in an antique shop and nobody was buying her, and so she and the sheep they bailed, and uh, they got out of they got out of the shop and they and they've they've been able to make a really great life for themselves uh, on their own. Out, out in the world, and and uh, so Woody, you know, Woody faces some interesting questions. Uh, you know, does he keep just trying to <laughs> prevent Forky from from you know basically just you know going into the garbage and going away uh, to 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 save Bonnie? Does he does he? abandon Barney and find and, and, and follow Bo Peep does he we what what's his what's his purpose what what does he what should he do with his life so it this movie is so delightful you can't believe this gorgeous animation that's one of the interesting things out watching all three Toy Story films now I can say watching having watched all four Toy Story films is the thing that remains constant are the stories and 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 the characters just how how good those are all developed and again this is the terrific vocal talent which is all back for this film but the the animation just the 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 uh, the, the level of, of of detail and everything that they're able to do i mean it's 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 you know for lack of a better word it's magic i just i just i call them the magicians at pixar cuz they um, nobody, nobody does it better than, than the artists at Pixar. They are so good. Uh, I think that ultimately with Toy Story 4, I was again, so happy that they, that they did not make a cruddy sequel. <laughs> they made really a, 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 an absolutely terrific film. And and it's an absolutely worthy uh, entry into into uh, the great films uh, from Pixar Animation Studios, and again the great Toy Story films that preceded it. So go see Toy Story four, and I hope you have I hope you have a great time at the movies this summer with this really really terrific film. <music>
Okay, a few things to hit on with Classic Cinema Corner this week. Uh, you know, last month, uh, Doris Day passed away. She was 97 years old, and uh, she died in, in her home in Carmel, California. And so, t- Turner Classic Movies, which... Again, they they play a lot of a lot of Doris Day's films, but they they, they did a twenty four hour retrospective of of Doris Day movies. So I was able to watch one of the films. Uh, I watched it on the on the Watch TCM app. I didn't actually get to watch the uh, the films on the day of, of of the tribute, but they put they put many of the films out on the Watch TCM app. So you might want to go check that out if you're wanting to see some of these Doris Day films. But the one I chose to watch was probably my favorite Doris Day film, which is Pillow Talk from 1959. It's the romantic comedy uh, that also stars Rock Hudson. So it's the first film that Doris Day and Rock Hudson made together. They made they made a total of three films. And uh, it, I, it is such a fun movie. I, I hope if you haven't had a chance to watch it in a while or see it or see it at all, I think you should definitely check it out. And it was made in 1959. It's one of those films that's it's squeaky clean, but there is so much <laughs> there's so much sexual innuendo in it. You kind of can't believe that they got that they that they got away with it. Uh, things, of course, are you know culturally are, are shifting that that time that you know that time in in, in our in our country's history and our and just and, and just with you know, with the culture generally, uh, but still it's, it, it, I just, I, I find the film, I find the film delightful. Uh, Doris Day and Rock Hudson, they, they both live in, they live in New York City. Doris Day is a successful interior decorator. And what's interesting too in this, you know, she, she's, she's lives on her own. She's, she's an independent, successful career woman. And, uh, which, you know, I think particularly for 1959 that was another one of these things that, that was that was somewhat interesting how, how that was being portrayed. And Rock Hudson is a, is a uh, music composer and they share uh, a party line. Now I I never had a party line as <laughs> I don't know what year they actually went away but uh I guess back in the day when, when when phone phone lines, you know, wired phone lines, when they couldn't either they couldn't get them to people fast enough, or just how they were doing, people would people would share uh, people would share a line, and in different in different residences. So, Rock Hudson and Doris say that they live in different apartment buildings, but they still they share this party line. Rock Hudson's character is, is a total womanizer, and and. Doris Day is actually just trying to get work done. Although she's 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 dating a lot of guys too, particularly uh, a character played by Tony Randall uh, is after her. Tony Randall's character also happens to be Rock Hudson's best friend. We don't we you know we find that out. Too. <laughs> anyway, classic thing for a romantic comedy, but but uh, they've got this part line, and so really they hate each other because Doris every time Doris Day's character picks up the phone. She can hear Rock Rock Hudson, you know, wooing these women or them fall, you know, these women falling all over him, and and it's always a different woman, and she's always and Doris Day is always very offended. Uh, but anyway, 
Rock Hudson decides to, he gets kind of tired of, of, of Doris Day's complaining about this. So he, he takes on this other persona of, of this, uh, naive, but gentlemanly, uh, Texas billionaire, or, or I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's, you know, he's got money. Uh, and, and, uh, he woos, he, you know, woos her and, and, uh, and she falls in love with him. But what actually happens is, is that he falls in love with her too. And so that's, that's the, you know, the, the big classic romantic comedy thing. But this, this movie, I mean, I got, it goes on and on with, with, uh, with this deception that Rockets is doing to Doris Day. Uh, Tony Randall is, you know, <laughs> is involved in, in and out of all this. It also stars Thelma Ritter, who stars as Doris Day's um, housekeeper, and and she's funny. She's she just kind of plays this this drunk woman, but she she's she's great and, and and good comic relief. But actually, the whole show, the whole movie's the whole movie's funny. You know, Ben Mankiewicz in his introduction was saying that that Rock Hudson said that Doris Day really taught him anything, everything he knew about comedic acting. Her just her timing was so good. This actually also was Rock Hudson's first comedy. Rock Hudson had been in just primarily dramas, and so, but he just aces it. It's 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 it's, it's as if it was his fiftieth comedy. You know, uh, the, the, and I really the key is that both Doris Day and Rock Hudson have such chemistry together and I think that's just something that everybody picked up on including themselves uh they were so good together and the film is is so so uh charming and 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 so much so fun to watch so pillow talk from 1959 uh R.I.P. Doris Day and I I hope you can uh get a chance to check this out or possibly another film from the Doris Day catalog that you enjoy Next up is something completely different. Uh, you know, in my TCM Essentials project that I'm going through, these these 52 essential films uh, recommended by by TCM in this great book that was authored by uh, film historian Jeremy Arnold. Uh, the movie I watched, or one of the movies I watched this week, was The Best Years of Our Lives, which is from 1946. I have to tell you, I think this is one of the... Finest films I've I've seen in a in a while, and it's it's an incredibly sobering film, but it's it was it's an amazing film, and I just I I honestly can't recommend it highly enough. Also, it, this film is is uh, I mean it's it's appropriate again. It was made in 1946, but it it addresses the it talks about the story of three men that are returning from World War II. And I think it's got to be a real snapshot into into America at the time. And and so I think it provides a really interesting history capsule in addition to being really a moving and, 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 and remarkable film. So the three men that that are the that are the focus of this film are uh, Frederick March and 
he plays a character named named Al Stevenson, but he's he's a he was a sergeant, but he he uh, is married. He's actually married to to a character played by Myrna Loy, and then they have two two children, uh, Fred and Peggy. <laughs> Peggy's played by um, by Teresa Wright. She's gonna she's gonna play a role in here in just a sec, uh, but. He was a bank executive and then went off to war and, and comes back, comes back to his, his, uh, family. And he's got a, he's got a happy and, and healthy family, but you know, clearly he's got his own stuff, stuff to deal with. Um, he's, you know, developed a bit of a, I mean, I think probably all of them had a bit of an alcohol problem because how else could you cope with some of the stuff that you're having to deal with among other things. But so that's 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 the Frederick March character. Then there is um, Dana Andrews plays a guy named Fred, who was a bomber in the war, and that's all really all he did. He didn't, and he was excellent at it. And and uh, you know he uh, also was very heroic, and was and was honored for that too. But but did not necessarily get s- skills that would this could translate into into employment or or to have somebody be open-minded enough to see that what you know what a skilled guy he is and so he he was he had trouble when he got home finding work he was also married um to uh and to a woman played by uh virginia mayo and and this woman has been unfaithful to him and she's really She's really shallow and not that great, so so that so that's Fred, and then the third character is played by and this is this was his first film. His name is Harold Russell, and I actually don't know if he was in many other films after this, but Harold Russell um, during the war he had an accident and he lost both of his hands, and so in the film uh, he has two hooks. That he uses for his the hands, and I mean, and it's true. At, at one point, he takes his he takes his sh- shirt off, and and he takes off the hooks, and you can just see again the two the two stubs that are left with with his arms, and it's you know it's it's heartbreaking to see. But his performance is so remarkable, and he did receive an Academy Award for it too. In fact, I think he received two. He received an honorary one for for his just his work and 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 how he so effectively represented veterans war veterans and then also received a best supporting actor award for it because he, he was he was so good uh but he he comes home to a loving family and also to a girlfriend and he's very insecure about now what his girlfriend's going to want to do and if she's going to be able to love him uh for for um you know, f- for his physical condition. So this this film again just goes through goes through how these how these these three men and their families uh, adapt adapt to a, a, to them. Uh, back to the, the Teresa Wright character, who's that plays the daughter of Frederick March and Myrna Loy. Uh, again, her character's name is Peggy, but Peggy really uh, falls for. Um, 
the Dana Andrews character for for Fred. Um, Fred, who's the guy who's in the unhappy marriage with Virginia Mayo, the Virginia Mayo character. And, uh, you know, the, the, the family's not approving of it because, because Fred's married, but it, it really rips Fred up because he cares as a woman too. And clearly she's a million times better choice than, than his, than his current wife. So they've got to deal with that. And then, uh, you know, Frederick Marsh has got to figure out how to reintegrate back into with, with his family and, and his job. And, and then Dana Andrews, who probably of, of all of them has the most kind of PTSD, you know, he's, he's really got some, some trauma that he's, that he's got to deal with, not to mention the hardship of, of, of finding a job, of keeping a job and keeping trying to keep his marriage together and really deciding what he what he can and, and, and wants to do. Uh, you know, the title refer, refers to, it's, it's an interesting title because, you know, the best years of our lives, uh, could it have possibly been the war or could it have been, you know, either before the war or, or the, the, the years that they lost? while they while they were serving in the war uh but it's it's a film as i said i i think it's a very it's an important film with all of these uh, commemorations around around d-day that have happened this you know this month with the 75th anniversary of d-day world war ii's been on my mind and it was interesting just to watch this film rather than to watch a war film and I still would like to watch some of these war films, and many of them are, are on the Watch TCM app. But this film, The Best Years of Our Lives, really was a poignant reminder about the greatest generation and you know the sacrifices they made, both both the families of the service uh, of the service people and the service people uh, themselves. So again, that's one that I'd, I'd, I'd recommend for sure. The Best Years of Our Lives from 1946. Thank you for listening to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks again.